And good morning, Hoosier Nation, and welcome to another victorious edition of Hoosier Morning After. This is Hoosier Morning After Minnesota. Late last night, your Indiana Hoosiers go on to battle through quite a game, but end up with the win, 61-57, to taking the record for the Hoosiers on to 14-6, and and over 500 now in the Big Ten, 5-4. and four. A four-game win streak that uh, you don't you don't hear about or doesn't happen very often in Big Ten play, so it's something uh, something we will take. Obviously, a game where, where execution wasn't the best, uh, finishing wasn't the best. Uh, IU kind of really struggled with a lot of the easy ones, a lot of the layups and everything, and and it was kind of one of those games where you you feel like we can't put anything in the basket, and the other team just kind of is able to put everything in the basket. Uh, battle uh, a player on their team that has struggled in the past, but uh, does have a pedigree and a history of of being a good player and making good shots. Um, has that wake up game <laughs> like we tend to bring out of players occasionally. And uh, uh, but IU did enough fight and and kept in it to to get through it. And uh, waking up this morning, I had the thought of of. Uh, this is going to be a quick Hoosier morning after, like the game. And so let's just kind of get it over, move on to the next one. But as I sit and and, and kind of started to delve into things, uh, and that's that's how I do it, a, a little window into the production of this of this podcast. Um, I may take a few notes during the game just to remind myself of moments I want to talk about. But uh, I take my daughter out to the bus stop at six o'clock. I come back, I come right into my office and I start to delve in uh, looking at footage, watching clips from Twitter, listening to post game, listening to a few other podcasts, what kind of they're saying and everything like that. And then I start to kind of view that in 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 the vein of who's your morning after with the morning after eyes. How how does it look to me now? What it, what do I think now? And there's a lot of things I think that we can talk about. Um, there's a lot of things that we can digest and look back on in this game um, that are interesting. Um there are some things that obviously need to be addressed, and 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 we'll get to that. Uh, but in the end, again, it's it, it was a win for Indiana. Uh, Minnesota went on to miss their last eleven shot attempts in this game. Uh, their last made basket, uh, what besides two free throws, were two was a three pointer by Battle at the uh, six minute mark. So again, uh, some things were good, some things were bad in this game. And as we break down and talk about each player overall uh, and a lot of them struggled in this game but almost everyone made at least one play uh that if they didn't then we might have lost the game so that's one thing to as we get critical into that to think of like think about Trey had a three pointer that he hit that gave IU the lead halfway through the second half and kind of uh sparked a little bit of a run for us and then Miller Cop diving on that loose ball towards the end of the game and calling timeout. So while it is a struggle to find a lot of positives out of this game amongst a sea of negatives, um, there at least was the fight and a few playmaking abilities by different players that contributed to Indiana skirting out through this. But we're going to dive into that as, as we talk through everything. So I'm your host, Chad Schwartzkopf, here with me. As always, is Martha the mop lady. Martha, give me your thoughts on last night. Uh, you, you, I, I, I've told you often how much I, I value the the night's sleep you allow me before jumping on live with you. I was 
you know, kind of had a foul taste in my mouth. I mean, a win is a win, right? And and you hit the nail on the head when you talk about winning four in a row. And I think you'll take that all day, every day. And I think when the news came out with, you know, yesterday afternoon that Minnesota was going to be missing Dawson Garcia, um, the other guy that I, I, I'm forgetting his name in the moment, but, it, you know, combined, I think, you know, 17, 18 points. It's like, okay, and it's not like Minnesota's, you know, I think they'd won seven games going into this. So the perception is, right, that you're going to, you're going to, you're going to come into this and, and have a relatively easy time with the way we're playing. And, you know, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a massive ordeal to come in here and get a win, but it's also the barn, right? It's also a place where weird things happen, um, you know, and then the news breaks that we're missing our head coach and that's a little bit more adversity, right? So, um, you know, and I was, I was somewhat critical of, of, of coach Roseman and, and, the way he managed the game and, and, you know, as I slept on it and woke up, it's, you know, it's not like he asked to coach the game. It's not like, Hey, give me a chance to be the head coach. Um, it was his scout and it was kind of an ordeal that was handed him. I, I still don't necessarily understand the the substitution patterns in the second half. And I'm sure we'll get into that, but you know, it's, it's another, it's another occasion where Indiana was faced with some adversity and instead of folding, like they have sometimes in the past, they handled it and they found a way to win. So I think that's what you have to take away from this. You know, yeah, it was a little bit rough on the eyes and it wasn't pretty, but it usually isn't in the barn. So I think you take this one, learn from it, and move on. So uh, at the end of the day, it's a win, four Big Ten wins, over 500 in the league. That's all that matters. So you got to be happy with that. Yeah, and let's go ahead and talk about that coaching situation. And and again, overall, I I, I like what you said there because it did give us that weird feel because – Again, we always come into the barn thinking that uh, it's the barn, the weird elevated court. Uh, it's just a weird feel for the for the players, and and we've always kind of struggled. It is is a little bit. I think. Obviously, from what it sounds like, they didn't know that Woody wasn't a go until about uh, early this morning. It's it, it sounded like or yesterday morning and everything. And it was said by Yah in the post game that Woody's rule has always been that if he was ejected or removed from a game, that whatever coach had the scout for that game. Or was 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 the one which, if you don't know, every every assistant coach is given a team, uh, an opponent that they scout out and make a game plan, help to make a game plan uh, for the team. And so this was Coach Yaw's scout, and so that's what happened. He he then took over. I I in 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 the beginning I saw that information and and like many of you thought that coach uh, Hunter would be the one that would kind of take the lead just because he seems to be the most senior of the assistant coaches. 
and everything. But this is what was laid out by Woody, and this was what um, happened. And obviously, there's been a lot of criticism on Twitter about that. And I think some of, one of the biggest criticisms uh, that's come from the game um, in that sense, in the coaching sense, is the substitution patterns and more macro to that um, not playing Malik in the in the second half. And my view on that, while mixed, uh, I admit, is, is the fact that, and, and, it's, and it's a kind of an argument that we've had to have and state a lot this year, um, and just in, in Woody's uh, time at IU, you almost have to pro- reprogram your brain to a degree. We, we think about players going in and them playing about how their, their offensive impact um, but their defensive impact is is also uh, heavily weighted as to why they're in there. And I think that was obviously, and, and it's been made in comments um, by the coaches after the game, was why they, they did not play Malik as much as they did. He would not have played battle as tough as Race Thompson did. Um, even the hobbled Race Thompson. Malik still struggles off the bounce. And as he got in there for those first couple minutes, we saw that from it. He got beat on one and then he had, he made a foul on another. So that, that was the reason behind that. I should he have had a little bit more go to maybe give us some things offensively, maybe, but in the long run, I think that was the proper go your thoughts on all that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I too was surprised by, the substitution patterns in the second half. And I think a lot of it was magnified by the struggles on the offensive end. I mean, we were really, really obviously struggling to put points up. Tamar struggled again and, and, you know, Geronimo didn't have a great game. Trey struggled for most of the game. So it was really the, the TJD, uh, you know, the, the effort we got from him was really the, the difference in, in large part. And, you know, so it was like, what what can we find offensively? And when you had Malik with the first half of 10 points and he's kind of breaking out of it, it's like, why are we not, you know, when we're struggling offensively, why aren't we not giving him a go? And then the reasoning behind it being the matchup. And, you know, it's, it, it's clear, it's obvious that, that race isn't at 100%. So when, you know, visually you're seeing him out there hobble, it's, 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 a, it's a tough sell, right? Um so, you know, I, I still don't know that I necessarily agree with it, but I don't need to agree with it. We left with a win, right? I, I um, So now, had we lost, I think it's a whole different story. We're sitting here probably pounding the table a little bit more like, how in the heck could you not play him? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they found a way to get it done. So don't necessarily understand it. But, I, I mean, you have to you have to tip your cap to race. I mean, he's, he's clearly not 100%, but he went out there and battled like, like we know and have seen race do. So, um, you know, you take it, you move on and, and, you know, we've got a couple big ones coming up. So that's where we're at. Yep, it is. And how in the, in the chat says Malik had fouls to give and they are a poor free throw shooting team could have used his offense. I, I agree with that to a degree. Um, Howie, where I where I do struggle with that a little bit is that the momentum that could give as well um, for Minnesota because uh, where IU was struggling offensively to get anything done was when we a lot of times when we got rushed a little bit trying to to beat the zone getting set up and everything and when another team gets momentum and, and gets to scoring some points you're gonna try to speed up and 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 make that happen and I don't know. 
again, it, it's all what ifs and it's all what could have been so at this point. And like you said, uh, a win is a win and we move on to the next one. But um, the main reason behind a lot of that win was our all-star player, Trace Jackson Davis. He has had an unhealthy back for a while, but uh, thank goodness, as the jokes have been pouring in on Twitter, and I'll be the one joining that, the players on and uh, take Indiana to a win in this game. Felt like Trace was a little bit hesitant in the first half, um, a little bit relaxed. I don't know if, again, that's what to a degree what we talked about, what I said earlier with the knowledge that he's not going to go up against a their star players or it, it, it's one of the worst teams in the Big Ten, that kind of whole situation. But um, he definitely turned it on in the second half and and took care of business for Indiana. So we at least have that to look back on. Um, and congratulations, obviously, to him as well for becoming now the all-time block leader, passing um, passing Jeff Newton, um, whose signature is right behind me there on the IU flag. Um, and uh, all he needed was one, and he got six. Uh, a great game by him at the end, 25 points, and at 11 for 19 from the field, uh, 50% from a three-throw line. Would have liked to see that, obviously, a little bit better, but... Uh, 21 rebounds was just a monster underneath and everything. Um, what did you think of Trace last night? It's it's just it's it's I, at times you, you just because you expect it at this point. I mean, he's putting up ridiculous numbers that you, you kind of the sense that man, we're really taking this for granted. It's um, but man, he just you know to, to your point, no wonder his back sore because he's kind of been carrying us, right? I mean, it's um, you know, but. You look at the last few games, right, and the numbers he's put up, and and where we'd be if if he hadn't. I mean, and and the records he's breaking, right? I think you know block record, and I, I saw another stat. I meant to write it down late last night. I was I was laying in bed that twenty five points, twenty. I can't remember what the stat was, but one of a very few players to accomplish what he did statistically. And and again, he's. I say he does it quietly. He doesn't really do it quietly. We've just come to expect it. So. um I'm starting to think, man, you know, you do have that COVID fifth year that, you know, if, if, you know, we can get our NIL heads together, let's, let's bring you back one more. Right. Um, but no, I, uh, listen, he's, he's the reason we won. Right. Uh, we've got, we've got a bunch of guys that have been playing pretty streaky basketball offensively and, and he's been kind of the one exception, um, statistically. So, uh, just, he, he's our leader, he's our captain and, and, I don't think we escape with that win if it wasn't for him, obviously. Yep. So uh, I'd like to announce right now that who's your morning after Martha and I are going to go on uh, shark tank and uh, pitch to Mark Cuban, a IU national title. And we just need millions from him uh, for NIL money to, uh, to keep trace next year. So uh, let's, we'll, we'll get our pitch together guys and we'll, we'll get on that show. Um, but uh it, Overall, then, uh, the rest of the team that we kind of dive into, like I said before, did str- have some struggles, but had some some good plays in them. Um, Malik, obviously, was one we we, we, we touched on a little bit there, but um, Jalen Hood-Shafino was kind of one of those games where he felt rushed again. Um, took a lot of shots that, that, that were just too early in the shot clock. I think part of that, uh, as I said before, was... Uh, there's kind of two ways, obviously, to beat a zone. One where you can uh, just beat it down the court before it can get set because a, a zone without everyone in position is just kind of 
shambles. So you beat it down the court before it's set, or you're just doing it with entry passes, uh, a big man coming out, and a little bit of high-low game kind of penetrating in, different things you can do. And IU did a lot of those things good, but I felt like Jalen Hochefino was trying to do that too often, uh, breaking it down before it was set and, and got those rushed kind of moments uh, for him. Still like what he does for Indiana leading this team, uh, overall, but I think it was just one of those games that just kind of got away with them to a degree. What do you think of Jalen? Yeah, it, it you know, another kind of a streaky shooter as we've seen, and, you know, we've talked a lot about him falling in love with that, you know, mid to long range jumper. Um, and just his ability to kind of know when he's not feeling it. I, I give him a pass last night because nobody was feeling it and mm-hmm. we needed somebody to step up offensively. Uh, outside of you look at our production from the perimeter and Miller Miller had a decent game but outside of of Miller you know it's it, where are we getting points from our guards and you know somebody's got to step up and make some shots and and um you know so I give him a little bit of a pass right I mean when when a freshman's not knocking down shots somebody else has to step up on the perimeter and make shots. And we, we didn't necessarily have that last night. So I don't know that we had any other option, but for him to try to keep creating offensively. And unfortunately he wasn't feeling it. Um, so yeah, it was one of those games where he certainly didn't have, you know, the offensive production that we've, that we've seen him have. But again, I don't, I don't necessarily fault him in this one. We really struggled to score the basketball and, you know, it's, you look at the minute production across the board, um, you know, and I haven't necessarily compared it to, to, to previous games, but the bench minutes were slim to none. Um, you know, so you take that into consideration as well. But, um, you know, hopefully, again, this is kind of an outlier for him. He's going to have these performances occasionally as a freshman, but looking forward to kind of seeing how he bounces back against Ohio State on Saturday. Yeah, and and there are other stats to him, obviously, that, that you don't mind uh, as well, I mean, four to one turnover to assist ratio. So in a game where the turnovers felt uh, a lot heavier than they they truly were stat wise, at least was a good game. Now, someone that you mentioned there and we'll roll right into him was Miller Cop uh, finished with 11 points, four for nine from the field, three for seven from the three. Uh, got a lot of good threes uh, and, and was kind of really our offensive energy uh, early on in the game with the threes that he was hitting and 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 made you kind of. Uh, very excited hitting those two back-to-back uh, threes at the beginning, giving Indiana kind of a lead at at both times during those shots. Um, and then did pretty well. I think he struggled in the first half because he was against battle and uh, continues to have some struggles on defense guarding guys on the bounce. But again, in the end, uh, his claim to fame was just that hustle that he continues to give for IU diving on the floor, getting that rebound and, and, and calling the timeout. Um, expand a little bit more. You already kind of spoke about him, but expand on your thoughts on cop. Yeah, I think, I think that when for myself personally, you know, X being out has really magnified the streakiness of our perimeter play in terms of offensive production. Um, you know, I, I I tweeted out a stat. And I'm sure we'll get to tomorrow, but it's it's really probably put pressure on everybody that's that plays on the perimeter for us. And Miller's really stepped up. Um, you know, there are time there are times when he doesn't give us offensive production, but that's usually because he's not shooting the basketball or he's not getting looks. It 
it feels as of late that when Miller gets gets good looks, he's knocking them down. And, you know, that's part of the frustration when we talk a lot about why aren't we getting him more looks, right? I think when we struggle offensively, uh, you know, it's it's a common go-to of let's create for Miller because when he does get a look, he does tend to knock it down. He's shooting a lot better this year than he did last year. Uh, and that showed a little bit last night, right? Had a couple pretty significant threes. You mentioned even his play the intangible play, right? He did struggle a little bit defensively early, but he made that massive rebound late in the game where he made the timeout. So just a senior guy stepping up, I think, when we need him to. Um, you know, so I, I've been really pleased with his play. I still wish, you know, with, there was a combination of us creating a little bit more for him or him looking to shoot a little bit more, especially when we're struggling offensively. So, you know, but again, escaping with the win, and I think he's a large part of it with some of the intangible plays that he made. Yeah, and Tamar Bates, you mentioned there as well. We'll flow right into him. Um, a disappointing game from him. Uh, another game where we saw him trying to force his offense and forcing things rather than letting the game come to him, especially coming off such a uh, what felt like a wake-up call game for him, a game where he uh, played where we thought he could be and where we need him to be as being that extra wing contributor for IU uh, finished no points 0 for 3 from the field missed missed the one three that he took uh, in just 10 minutes of play obviously didn't play much because as they saw him out there just wasn't feeling it um, tough to see that tough to see that out of him because I was really hoping to see him build and snowball off that uh, the play that he had in the Michigan State game your thoughts yeah, I mean, we're now, and I, I, I tweeted this last night, and I, I, it was really something I was watching. Is this is his third, third game in, in 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 four in four games of scoring zero points, and with his offensive skill set, that's that that's that's borderline unacceptable. Uh, you know, I just, and, and I'm sure he knows that, right? He knows he's struggling offensively, and and but I mean, he he's he's a guy that has a skill set that should be scoring ten points a game. Uh, in, in in my opinion. Now, you look last night and, you know, it's not like he was on the court a whole lot. I think 12 minutes, that, that, that might even – how many did you say 12? Is that right? Uh, ten, 10 minutes from base. Ten, 10 minutes. So that's, you know, I, I – you also ask, was that leash a little short? But you, you looked at even from a body language standpoint, um, you know, that three looked awkward, right? And, you know, I'm sure the coaching staff has a, a, a great feel for when – a streaky shooter like tomorrow's either feeling it or he isn't. And um, so you've got to kind of put some trust in the decision he made and, and our, the staff made. So, but just, you know, we've talked a lot about it and kind of sounds like a broken record at this point is, is, is when is, when are these going, games going to become the outlier and when are the, the, the games that we know he's capable of going to become the norm? Um, that's, that's the thing that I think needs to switch for tomorrow is, is, these odd performances have kind of come become the norm. And, um, you know, he's a guy that's because we, we've seen we've seen his offensive skill set and action. We saw it. We just saw it this past weekend against Michigan State. I think he had 17 points. So, you know, clearly he's capable of it. It's just streaky shooter. But, man, as a sophomore, a guy that you really hope is going to put it together sooner or later or at a certain point, you know, this this kind of becomes who he is. And you've got to consider that as you build your team moving forward as well. So 
hopefully, hopefully we get a, it's, it's, it's beyond time to get a good performance from tomorrow on Saturday. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if you've looked at this yet. I have to ask you, Martha, did you look at the plus minus yet? Don't look if, if, if you haven't. No, but, I have not. Okay. So take your guess. Who was the highest plus minus? Oh gosh. You always put me on the spot like this. Uh-huh. Um, my gut says Malik, but I think that's way too obvious for this. Um, is this a trick question? There's no way it could have been Tamar. It it, it partially is. Um, and and I'll just go ahead and say it just because it, it's leading into the next person I want to talk about. And it's going to shock you a little bit, too. It was Race Thompson. Wow. With, uh, with nine plus minus, uh, the next closest was both Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Hood Shafino with a plus minus of five. Wow. So a very interesting outlier there and 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 very interesting to the narrative, obviously, of that sub pattern and and should he be in a lot. And speaking on race's game, obviously, very excited for him going into this game. Uh, love that they gave him the press conference before it. Uh, this is his last game uh, playing in in his hometown, home home state. And he stated that he is going to have a lot of people there watching for him play and everything. So I'm happy he was able to get out there and was healthy enough to a degree. Obviously he's still not fully back, but had the chance to, to play this many minutes in in front of his home crowd and everything and contribute like he did, uh, because he he's had such a tough go at it as, as a Hoosier with the injuries and everything. So happy that that didn't affect him getting out there. But in this game, again, to me, when I when I think back on it and, and a few of the things and, and notes that I put was that it's it's not the best stat line when you look at it other than that plus minus for race, but he was out there doing those race things, doing those hustle things uh, and, and complimenting Trace Jackson Davis to a degree. Um, and then again, his defense, I thought he did the best of anyone we saw all night against battle Miller cop getting most of obviously the run in the first half on him. And then, and then race taking over for that. And the second half, as they tried to play Minnesota, that is tried to play a little bit smaller, but um, yeah, uh, your, your thoughts on, on race. Yeah, I think, I think getting him this action, you know these minutes is because you you know as you mentioned he's he's clearly not one hundred percent but and that's going to take a while. I mean when you have a knee injury, not only are you you know obviously regaining trust in that leg, but the time you're out you're losing you're losing all the stamina stamina you had built up. So I think this is going to pay dividends moving forward as he as he continues to get healthy. As he continues to gain trust in that leg, and as he and as he continues to get into shape, and as we come down the stretch, I think he's going to be back into the the race form that that, that we've come to to know and expect, and we still see that, right? I think he's, but he's just playing a little bit hobbled still and getting getting back into it. But you know, to your point, it's it's great to see him. It's great to see him get, be able to go back home and and be able to play those minutes in his last time playing up there. Um, I, I still leave with the sense that he, he probably played a little bit more than he needed to, especially when we had Malik put up the game that he did. But again, it's 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 hard to sit here and complain too much when you leave with the win. Um, but I'm 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 proud of how hard he battled. You know, you know this means a lot to him. He wouldn't have come back for a six year if it didn't. And um, so, 
it's good. You, you know, I think we all had the concern when he went down with that injury that it could be the end of his career. So to be able to see him come back and still have these moments, that to me is pretty cool. So I, I, I just hope he can continue to do so and that this end, all ends on a, on a pretty good note for him. Yep. Yep. Great to have him. Great to have him back and, and, and great to have him back in, in a good headspace as well. Cause as he had stated that when he went down with that injury, he knows what it felt like. He knows what those kind of injuries feel like you, you kind of do as a basketball player. And he said he saw his whole se- his whole career, uh, basketball career kind of flash before his eyes and it could have been. So to get him back and, and get him in there, we're, we're going to need him uh, down the road. So it's great. Great to have him. As I lose my internet for a minute, uh, great to have him uh, be able to have this moment for Indiana at home and everything. And hopefully he continues to get better and gets his feet back under him. Uh, next, I want to kind of start looking at some numbers in this game. And uh, there's some weird numbers to look at. Uh, there's some good numbers there's some bad numbers, but uh, an interesting one that I always like to look at and kind of tells the story uh, from the basket struggle for Indiana uh, in the easy baskets that is. Uh, we ended 10 for 19 on layups in this game. Uh, felt like IU struggled to make the, some of those underneath. Also, uh, a little microcosm to the sense that I felt like IU was getting fouled a lot uh, on a lot of those, and, and not many of those were getting called. Um, but on the flip side, with Trace Jackson Davis and his, his blocking, uh, record-setting block game, um, we forced Minnesota into nine for 23 from, from uh, layups for their sense. Um, so good stat there on, on, on the defensive side, little struggle stat for us on the offensive side. Shooting obviously wasn't the greatest as well. Finishing uh, 41% from the field. We're usually a little bit around 50. Uh, and the three-point, as we touted and were excited about in the Michigan State game, uh, with having uh, Trey Galloway making threes like he does and Jalen Huchifino, Miller Cop, all that. Uh, this game's going to definitely drag us down in, in that stat with a abysmal 28% from three. Um, so any any stats or anything that point, uh, that step stands out to you? Yeah, I, th- I think that, that you mentioned defense, right? We only gave up 57 points, and I think that when when you leave this game, it's it's skewed by, you know, the fact that we struggled so bad offensively. It's skewed by the fact that I mean they threw up some some stuff that went in that I mean, it's barn stuff, right? It's it's stuff you expect to happen when you go up there. It's so I think so you've got to leave this you, <laughs> right. I think you've got to leave this game pretty happy with how we played defensively. Um, you know, it's kind of been the one thing that's clicked for us during this, you know, during this stretch where we've, where we've sort of put it back together. Right. I think that, that our defense have been, has been outstanding and I don't think last night's really any exception. Yeah. They, they made some stuff and I don't think it's been, it was quite as polished as it's been, but I, I think that it was still, it was still good. And, you know, we're going to need that moving forward, especially on these nights when we do tend to struggle offensively. So that sticks out to me that, that that 57 points he also you know and, and we've talked about this but when you look at the combined minutes of uh Tamar Bates, Jordan Geronimo and Malik Renu it's it's uh 27 minutes and that that, that to me is that is a wild stat um and I, again I want to go back and kind of look at total minutes played on 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 average for the team but 
man, there, there, the, the bench was short last night. Um, you know, and I, I wonder how that looks moving forward. I wonder if it would have looked, I wonder if it would have looked different if, if, if Woody was indeed there, just, you know, I'm, I'm interested in stuff like that. But again, you've got to just take the win, move on and be happy where, I mean, two weeks ago we were one and four in the conference, right? Now we sit five and four and that's, that's a pretty significant turnaround. And I don't think anybody, uh, I don't think anybody really saw it coming, right? Especially with how we were playing. So um, you can't sit here and be too upset. You can be a little bit, a little bit. You just again, I mentioned it last night. We don't talk about it. We just you flush it, you move on, and it's on to the next. So I think that's the spot we're in, and we've got to be happy with where we're sitting in the conference. And that next one for IU is against uh, Ohio State. A very big game. It's uh, at home. It's this Saturday, January twenty eighth. Uh, definitely check out that game, uh, get to it if you can and everything, but a more important, and I wanted to dedicate enough time to the, talking about this is the game tonight against Ohio state. And that's the women's team playing against Ohio state, uh, a game that you need to get out to this women's team is a very special team, what they are building, what they are creating, how the, how hard these women play, how, how great it is to see, I mean, them battle, uh, again, very mirroring the men's team with a very dominant player underneath and everything. Uh, this is a big game. This is a big one. It's the blackout game. It's number six Hoosiers against the number two Ohio State Buckeyes. Make sure you get to that game. All reports, at least from uh, Martha in Indiana weather, sounds like things are getting cleared off and at least by the tip time of 830, uh, weather should be good to get there and everything. So if you are in range uh, it's a cheap ticket. It's a, it's an easy ticket to get to. Uh, Who's your ticket project? I think even has some to help people get there, get to this game. Martha, talk about this game tonight. Yeah, I um, first first off, just to, to to hit on your point, the women's team. Uh, what a special group! And and if you haven't had the chance to experience a women's basketball game at an assembly hall, it's it it it, it is it is well worth it. There's, you know, a lot of people like to voice their opinion on women's basketball, right, wrong, or indifferent, usually wrong. In my opinion, uh, give, give it a chance. It's, 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 you get to go. It's as you mentioned, Chad, it's a cheap ticket. You get to sit essentially wherever you want in assembly hall and watch really, really good basketball, basketball played the right way. Basketball played hard, played for each other. It's 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 a fun experience. If you if you have not seen the women's team play in person, you're missing out, and I highly encourage you to do so. As you mentioned, it is it is an inexpensive ticket. It's free for students, so there's really no excuse for students not to be there. Um, but again, if 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 there are financial burdens, hit 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 the Hoosier Ticket Project up. We will make sure you're there tonight. Um, zero exceptions. Go to go to our website HoosierTicketProject.org. Request tickets. Let us know who you are, how many tickets you need, um, and and uh, we'll reach out to you and make it happen. Uh, we want to want to do this not only for the fans that that don't normally have the means to go, but also to help help the women get a W tonight. So, that's yep. we're and at. we're we're going to finish it on that. Um, I'm not going to focus back because, as we said earlier in in the show, we are looking past this IU game. We are looking now on to tonight for the women. So I'll focus on the women. They play with heart. They play with emotion. They play true Hoosier basketball. So, so excited for them. Big game for them and everything. Then after that win, celebrate that. And then uh, the men's team will go on and beat Ohio State as well on Saturday. 
Thank you for being with us, guys. Don't forget to to like and subscribe to this on YouTube. Uh, Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at General Chadwick and at uh, The Mop Lady. We'll be back again on Sunday morning after the Ohio State game. Until then, get to the hall tonight. Pack it up. Wear that black. It's a blackout. Go out there, guys. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you later. Let's go Hoosiers.